You're listening to episode 90 of the Mad Chatters podcast, June 15th, 2016. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. My name is Derek, and joining me, as always, are my fellow chatters, Matthew. Hey there. And Jeremy. Delete your account. We've got a fun show for you this week. If you listened to our most recent Mad Q party, one of the questions asked us to come up with a plot for a movie that takes place in Walt Disney World. And we each shared what we'd want such a movie to look like. Well, today we're joined by someone who went a step further. And instead of just imagining a movie that takes place in Walt Disney World, he made one. And he's here to tell us all about it. Ben Lancaster, thank you so much for uh, joining us on our show today. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So your film is called The Further Adventures of Walt's Frozen Head. That's right. Okay, so why don't you just tell us about the film what it's about, how long you've been working on it. So the, the premise of the film is, uh, is based on the urban legend that Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen. Um, but in this version of the movie, first of all, it's just his head that's cryogenically frozen. And um, they keep him under the Magic Kingdom. And every year they dethaw him to get advice on how to run the company for the, uh, for the next year. And so he basically gets you know, uh, one weekend a year to give the executive sort of guidance and then they refreeze him, and, and that, this has been going, you know, presumably since, since the uh, late 60s. Um, and one evening, a cast member wanders down and runs into Walt's head, and uh, Walt has never been allowed up to see the Magic Kingdom or any of Walt Disney World, and so he convinces the, the low-level cast member to take him up, show him the park. And uh, that's really what sort of kicks off the movie. Okay, so it's a nonfiction film, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty much documentary style. <laughs> okay, we all know <laughs> the story, yeah. yeah. No, but that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And you shot uh, some of it in the park, right? Yes, yes, without permission and uh, right. um, with, oh. with a few... I know, I know. <laughs> We're going to have to ask you to leave. I'm sorry, we, we don't allow that. <laughs> um, let me tell you, after we went public with, the, uh, with our first Kickstarter, we... Um, every time that spinning Mickey, I was just waiting for it to turn red and some cast member to come and escort me to Mickey jail. <laughs> You've been blacklisted. <laughs> Yikes. It, it never happened, but, but maybe in the future now. So shooting in the, in the parks, like what kind of equipment did you have to use for that? Was it obvious that you were bringing in filming tools? Well, we, we used professional cameras that were actually fairly small. Um, uh, they're the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera. Um, some uh, some sort of tripods that, that were looked more like monopods back when those were still allowed. Uh, re- what we did, I think, which really helped was we repacked every all of the professional equipment in consumer-grade bags. Okay. So we got like the cheapest camera bag you could get, and we took all this really expensive equipment and just put it in the cheap bag. So um, that, that really <laughs> great. helped us slide right through, I think. It's very stealthy of you. Um, okay, so in a little bit, I want to talk about that whole process of filming in the parks. But first, let's go back. Uh, why did you want to make this film in the first place? Like, what's your history 
with Disney World or the Disney Company in general? Uh, I think I was like a lot of people, you know, uh, in in the Disney fan community, just just introduced to it very early. I went to Disney World when I was five and seven, and it was kind of those mecca pilgrimages that you do, you know, as sort of a Midwestern family once in, or in my case, twice in your childhood. Um, and then I was the kid after that who would go get like the unofficial guide from the library, not because I was going, just because I wanted to to read up on yes. what had changed and what was different. So, um, you know, I, I had the figment plush, you know, I had the the Dreamfinder hat. I had I really was very into the park, even though I was kind of not visiting and, and from afar. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that a little bit, just yeah. a little. Now it's funny that you mention. Figment and Dreamfinder. Do you want to go ahead and reveal now who is playing Walt? Well, actually, yes, that would be a perfect segue. Um, uh, Walt is being played by Ron Schneider, who was the original Dreamfinder in Epcot. Um, mm-hmm. We reached out to him just on a whim, or, uh, just a few months ago, to see if he'd be interested, and he is on board and enthusiastic about it, as you can probably see in our uh, our video where he does the endorsement of the project. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I saw the original trailer you released. Yes, if you go to kickstarter.com and uh, search for Walt's Frozen Head, we are the first thing that comes up. (laughs) Okay. Um, So so make sure you you check that out. Um, We're actually raising money for post-production right now. Cool, cool. So you said Kickstarter, search for Walt's Frozen Head. Yeah. Okay, so so listeners, you heard that. If if this film sounds like your cup of tea and you want to get involved, go check that out and uh, support the post-production process. When do, you have, when do you hope to have the film completed? Um, we're really hoping for an early 2017 release. Um, what we'll probably do first, well, what we will do first, uh, provided we get into some film festivals, is do sort of a film festival circuit tour. Um, then we'll release the film um, sort of on, on VOD platforms. And um, we're, we've promised some backers a DVD, whether they'll be the only ones who get a DVD or not, still up in the air, um, because the process of making those is a little difficult. But... And, you know, 2018, who wants physical media anymore, right? You know, yeah. everyone's just streaming and watching on their iPhones. So. Well, I will say this. I, I love the idea of the project, and I do I, – I think it's great, and, and I encourage people to support you because I've always said this is the kind of films that we want to see as fans. We want to be – and you gotta you got to financially back them if you want to see them. You can't just expect them to just come on out because this is not going to be something, you know, Marvel is going to put out. This is not going to – even something that Disney Company is not going to put out. But oh, you're no. only going to find these kind of things in a niche market. So you have to support them. So besides Ron Schneider, who, by the way, is perfect casting. So well done <laughs> for snagging him. Um, tell us about the rest of the crew and the cast or any, and stuff like that. How did you uh, put that team together? Well, um, we held open auditions for the uh, for the cast here in Orlando, and um, our, our lead is named Daniel Cooksley, and he is a, just a fantastic actor who had been primarily doing theater. Um, he was actually, and I know you guys will absolutely love this, he was uh, um, the head of the bird show at... Uh, at Animal Kingdom. Oh, fantastic! So, I don't, I don't share the other two's hatred for birds. Fair enough. And you also enjoyed 1980s Epcot, so this film should be right up your alley. You've got yes. the guy who messed with the birds and the uh, the Dreamfinder, the original so. Dreamfinder. Wow, it's quite the lineup. He was also Taylor in uh, in. Oh, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, Poseidon's Fury for a while. Yes. Oh, you've got like three of my favorite things put together. <laughs> I actually liked Poseidon's Fury, so you oh, guys. Yeah, we love to hate it. Oh, it is. Oh, we it like is, it. 
one of my favorites, without a doubt. I love it, ironically. Um, but he had moved on kind of from the theme park world and was doing, um, you know, plays and, and things like that. Um, he's actually relocated to North Carolina now, where he's doing quite well and getting a lot more film work um, than he was here in Orlando. But uh, um, we snagged him before he was big. Well, I'm sure your film gave him the boost he needed. Well, let's hope so. I yeah. mean, I think it was his first uh, feature that he was the star of. So um, let's hope it's it's propelling everyone involved to great heights. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell us about the filming process. You did it, like you said, kind of without Disney's permission. Yes. Um, so how did that work? How did cast members treat you? What kind of uh, situations did you run into? Uh, honestly, we were more or less ignored. I mean, we actually found that we would get less cast member eyes on us if we made eye contact and just smiled at them as they walked by. And we had, you know, the camera equipment and that sort of thing. Um, we had rehearsed everything to the nth degree beforehand. We had this color-coded shooting plan that was on everyone's phone. Um, it, you know, it was it was really kind of a precision operation to go in there, get what we needed to, and, and head out. Um, I will say the, the closest that we came to disaster... Um, was on our scouting trip when I had made all our notes in this little leather notebook that I was carrying around. And then um, uh, Main Street Electrical Parade was going on as we left out, so it was kind of crowded. And I think I sat down for a little while as some of our people went to the bathroom. And I walk out and I realize I don't have my little leather notebook. Like, it's it's been taken. And it's it, it's got literally all the notes about this movie we're planning to film here in two weeks on it. And had someone in Lost and Found opened that notebook and started looking through our notes that, you know, once again had my name in it, um, I think all our plans would have been ruined right there. But <laughs> luckily, their Lost and Found is very little recon, so. Okay. Yeah, good. so you're like, uh, did they ask you what it looked like? Like, it has pen writing on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look at what it says. Just don't, you know. Yeah. Now, did you film on any attractions? or? Well, I mean, I, I don't want you to give away stuff, scenes from the movie that you don't want to give away, but I didn't know if there was a particular area that proved more difficult than others. The, the challenge we had to get around was the low lighting. Um, we actually brought in two different cameras, one for shooting outside, one for shooting inside, um, because we have a camera that just can basically see in the dark, um, and so we use that for the inside shooting. Um, there's a scene that takes place on Haunted Mansion that we actually faked on a soundstage. Mm. So we see the shots of them getting on the ride, and then once they're in the in the Doom buggy, we built a Doom buggy on a soundstage, and so we get our you know close-up shots there, and then we intercut that with with ride footage. Um, and I think it works pretty well. Um, there's a few exterior rides we shot on: uh, People Mover, uh, Dumbo, um, that sort of thing. I have a question about the um, music, of course. Is, okay. is, is Did someone score something, like keyboard, or is it actual like a little ensemble, or is there music at all? Uh, there will be music that is actually still up in the air and contingent about how our uh, Kickstarter goes. Uh-huh. Um, we're about to announce a stretch goal. Uh, right now we have a little m- music uh, budget, right? Uh, a few thousand dollars. Um, we want... A, lot, a bit more so that we can hire uh, musicians in to actually record with an ensemble. Mm. Um, and we've priced that out, and uh, it's going to be a stretch goal for the Kickstarter. Um, and if we make it, we will give everyone a download of that soundtrack. Hey, that's great. So right now you're somewhere between like Sunny Eclipse and John Williams in your range? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. We want to get to John Williams. We're, we're probably closer to Sunny Eclipse. I'm actually calling it the difference between the Steamboat Willie version and the Fantasia version. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's a good comparison. Good, 
good description. So you know, there'll be music. It just you know it, it might be a little synthesizer-y. You know it might not be <laughs> as as fully lush as we can do if we uh, if we make our our goals. I see. So speaking of goals, what do you hope to accomplish with this film? Um, I just really hope that it gets out there and gets to the fan base that that I think will want to see it. Like that that'll be my goal. I just I want to get it out there. Um, when we do move it over to, to VOD, we're just hoping to get a wide platform. Um, and I, I'd really love that every every Disney fan kind of takes a look at it. Um, that that's ultimately what I want to get out of it, really. So we know about Kickstarter, uh, but if any of our listeners are interested in the film, where else can they find you online, or where else can they find out more about it? Uh, the Twitter account's the most active place, and you'll you know you'll hear from me pretty much constantly. Um, that is uh, twitter.com slash waltzfrozenhead, and there's no O in Frozen. Um, the Facebook group is more exclusively movie news, and that's just facebook.com slash waltzfrozenhead. All right, sounds good. I think uh, I'll definitely be following along to see what comes next. Hey, while you're here, how do you feel about joining us for a Mad Chatter game? That would be great. All right. All right, take it away, Steve. And now, here's your Mad Cheddar host, Mad Cheddar Derrick! That's right. I actually kind of forgot you were going to say Derek there for a second. Yes, I'm hosting this game, and I'm going to pit Jeremy against Ben against Matt in our version of The Price is Right, basically, but with Disney prices. So what we've done is before we started recording, I had these three guys guess the prices of various items and experiences across Walt Disney World property. And we're going to use the honor system and just have them reveal what they already wrote down on their paper that they guessed the price is. And I'm going to reveal who came the closest. So here we go. Number one, you're going to buy one rainbow twirl lollipop. So these are the round lollipops about the size of a apple softball. Okay, Matt, I'll let you go first. How much did you think it cost? I said seven ninety five, Derek. Okay, and Jeremy. Six ninety nine. And Ben. I I said seven ninety five, so I'm going up to eight. Whoa. Well, Jeremy is closest because it is only four ninety five. Ooh. Oh. I know. That is a bargain. <laughs> oh. He missed his cue there. Okay. I know. I gave him like one second, but I'm sorry. I, I I'm not in the moment on the bargain thing. It's a it's a sucker. You're just in <laughs> shock that you overestimated the price of something at Disney. Yes. Well, yes. I think if you're still paying five dollars for a lollipop, you that's are. exactly why I did not say bargain. Uh, I see. I see. Number two, if you go to Artist Point, which is a signature dining experience at Walt Disney World. And you order the grilled filet mignon, which, com- which comes with crushed potatoes, charred eggplant, barbecue onion, and herb vinaigrette. How much are you going to pay, Jeremy? I said thirty-four ninety-nine. Ben. Forty-three sixty-five. And Matt. I said two points, Bob. <laughs> okay, what did you I'm really just say? <laughs> fifty-four ninety-five. Uh-oh, I'm going to have to get my calculator out. Ben, what'd you say again? 4365. 
Okay, I believe you win because the actual retail price is $49 even. So Ooh, it's close. Ben takes that one. All right, by a few cents. They must be using Vidalia onions. <laughs> Number three. This is a classic souvenir at Walt Disney World if you go to Liberty Square and you have your silhouette done. So you sit there and they quickly sketch your silhouette and then they print it and they give you two copies because it's a mirrored image. They have to fold it in half and then cut it in half. If you're going to buy one of those silhouettes with no frame, Ben, how much do you think that is? $24.50. Matt? I said $50. $50? $50, I don't it's Disney uh, World. I said seventeen ninety nine. Well, Jeremy, you take this one because it is only eight dollars. Oh, really? Now that's a bargain for <laughs> one person. For one person to get a silhouette done, if the more people, it's eight dollars per person. So if you do oh. two people side by side, it's. Well, I'd, I'd get my kids done for sixteen. Like I'd do that, you know, yeah, a little souvenir. Sure. Take, take two home, one for each grandparent. That's a good deal. I think so too. If I could get my child to sit still for that, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said it only takes about two minutes. That's really not bad. But can't they take a photo of the kid and then just do <laughs> it off the photo? I know. No, apparently they just sketch it real quick and then you can leave and then they do all the rest in the back room somewhere. So. Yeah. Anyway, number four. At most of the uh, snack places in Disney World, you can buy a caramel apple. Well, what if you get a caramel apple that also has crushed peanuts all over it? <laughs> Is it... Matt's turn to go first. Yeah, I I said six ninety five. Okay, Jeremy. Seven ninety nine. And Ben. Five ninety five. Oh, Ben barely takes it. It was six twenty nine. These random numbers. Well, he, he's just barely edging you out on all these. <laughs> Number five, the new eatery on the boardwalk. It's called Ample Hills Creamery, and they sell ice cream, obviously. If you order a 16-ounce milkshake from Ample Hills Creamery, how much are you going to pay, Jeremy? $4.99. Ben? $12.95. Ooh. And Matt? $8.95. Very good. It was $8.49. Oh, Yay, I get no. one. Which is cheaper than 12 but that's still really expensive for 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. I'm well, I mean, it depends on how hippy dippy they the ice cream is supposed to be. It's pretty hippy dippy. It's it's a Brooklyn, New York import. There it's you a go. Hipster place. See, brought, I mean, you got a hipster surcharge and a Disney surcharge and the <laughs> beard surcharge, tattoo surcharge. It's okay. Yeah, but it's still half milk. Anyway, <laughs> organic grass fed, uh, unpasteurized, non GMO. <laughs> Number six, another portrait. This time, if you go to Memento Mori, the Haunted Mansion-themed gift shop in Magic Kingdom, and you get a ghost portrait. Now, this is where they kind of take your photograph, and then they make a lenticular image out of it, sort of like a hologram, kind of, and it's an 8x10 print. Jeremy, how much do you think that cost? Uh, $24.99. Okay, Ben? $29.95. And Matt? Say lenticular like we did not already think talk through that. Forty nine ninety five, Bob. Wow, that's a lot of money. No, it's nineteen ninety five. I guess Ooh. I just assume that everything is extremely overpriced. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the idea behind this game was I was hoping it wouldn't be immediately obvious. So 
Well, you are successful. <laughs> okay. So Jeremy has three, Ben has two, and Matt has one. So that takes us to number seven. If your little girl goes to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and she orders the courtyard package. Now this involves this includes hairstyling, shimmering makeup, face gems, a princess sash and cinch bag, nail polish. And you're not going to get the gown, the crown, and the wand, but you are going to get a t-shirt and a tutu with this courtyard package. Ben, how much do you think this will cost you? We actually refer to the price in the movie, and I way underestimated it when we filmed it. So I don't know if we're going to fix that in ADR, but I'm going to guess this package is 200 Okay. Holy oh. crap. Matt, what'd you say? Um, Bob, does this take place in an actual courtyard Marriott? <laughs> That's why it costs so much, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say seven seventy nine ninety five. I thought you were about to say $700. <laughs> seven, yeah. That's way overestimated. No, $79.95. Okay, and Jeremy? I love how he keeps calling you Bob as if Drew hasn't hosted the show for the last five years. But <laughs> it's always um, going to be Bob. Sorry. Uh, I said sixty nine ninety nine. Okay. Well, according to the official Walt Disney World website, this package starts at $99.95. Hey, I get another one. Now, I'm sure you can add a gown. I'm sure you can add photographs and all sorts of other things. But this starts at $99.95. So that gives Matt his second point. Yay. Number eight. The classic merchandise. The spray bottle fan. Mm. Matt, what did you say? 50. No. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Fifteen ninety-five. Jeremy. Twelve ninety-nine. And Ben. Twelve fifty. Well, the most recent price I could find for this was last October, so I'm not entirely sure it's correct. But it's eighteen fifty, so I think Ooh. it would have been Matt regardless. Eighteen fifty for a spray bottle? Yes. It's got Mickey Mouse on it. It does. Oh. And it's funny because as I was looking it up. I saw a lot of people say, hey, just buy one outside the parks. And people jumped all over them. They are not as good as the Disney ones. Uh-uh. Okay, but they're a third the price. Uh-uh. Well, this isn't a, this isn't a I planned ahead purchase. This is like ponchos. Exactly. You know, like, it's, it's hot. That looks cool. Like, the, they, can, they can charge that's, you whatever they want. Yeah, it's also true. not like they've got a little factory out back that's making them specifically for Disney World. It's, it's made in China. Good old plastic i don't know don't tell these uh, forum people that because they swear it's it's disney owned made and distributed but anyway mm-hmm. number nine if you get a character a caricature of yourself drawn now there are different prices we're gonna do from the front a front view caricature uh jeremy i think it's your turn i said 16.99 okay ben 19.99 and Matt. I'm going to say $39.95. Oh, my. You were shockingly close. Oh. It is $35.90. Oh. 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 Yeah, there's a bit more labor involved here than the silhouette, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, it's it's probably at least half an hour, I would think. I'm saying if I get these ones at Six Flags, it's not that much. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I think I've told you that, Jeremy. I, every time I see one of those guys, I'm like, I should. And that's yeah. probably why I haven't. Yeah. And here's the thing. They always make people, no matter how fat they are, the same body size. I want them to make fat people fat. Well, that's the thing. That's just your face. You, it adds like five bucks if you get the body. 
Yeah, they well, the thing about caricatures is it highlights your uh, either Thanks. best or worst features. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my caricature will basically just be a nose. <laughs> There's an episode of Frasier where he gets a caricature drawn and it's hung up in a restaurant and he keeps having the guy change it because he doesn't like the way he looks it turns out that the guy the owner of the restaurant's mother is the artist and he insults him and it's Mm -hmm. yeah yikes okay so matt has come from behind and is now winning with four points and this brings us to our last two we have the cookies and cream funnel cake this is the latest funnel cake at the stand in the american pavilion and it's served with hot fudge, cookie crumbles, and basically a brick of ice cream that earlier I, earlier I described as being the shape and size of a VHS tape. Mm. So, Matt, how much do you think this will cost you? I'm gonna say nine ninety-five. Jeremy, eleven ninety-nine. And Ben, I went twelve even. Oh well, Jeremy barely edged you out because it's eleven fifty. Woo! So I'm guessing you should share that because that's a lot of money. Oh, I was like, the point? No, it's all my point. (laughs) (laughs) You should be nice and share that. Okay. (laughs) So our score, taking us into the last round. So if Ben gets this, it's going to be a tie. So that sinks. Uh, But Jeremy has four, Matt has four, and Ben has two. And our last one is about the Disney dining plan. If you purchase the Disney dining plan for your entire trip and you get the basic one, which has a table service credit, a quick service credit, and a snack credit each day, and you break it down to how much you're paying per day before tip, how much do you think you're paying? Ben. $50. Matt. $45. And Jeremy. $40. Well, shoot. Because it's $63.70. Oh, Which means we have a two-way tie between Matt and Jeremy. Oh, yay. And what really stinks is I had extra questions and I just deleted them. I should have just kept them just in case. Um, But you know what? Let's just call it a tie. Golden Girls trivia. Ah. Oh, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Okay. So last week on our show... We briefly mentioned this new package at Tony's Town Square Restaurant. Oh. And you get a three-course lunch plus special reserved viewing for Main Street Electrical Parade. So, Matt, how much is that? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say... Oh, jeez. Jeremy, would you like to guess... Yeah, Actually, he does. I need you both to write it down. Okay, I'm writing it oh, down. Oh, man, I was totally going to outprice I know, I just <laughs> thought of that. I just thought of that. Okay, three-course lunch plus special viewing for Main Street Electrical Parade. Jeremy, how much did you say? I said $75. And Matt? I said $45. It was exactly $45. Ah! I was almost going to say $69. And it's funny because if you look at the menu for Tony's Town Square, that's still a ripoff, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. I anyway, 69 sounded too high. So, congratulations to Matthew, the winner of the Disney Price is Wrong. <laughs> I want to hear the actual thing. Congratulations, Matthew! Hey. You have won another match. 
Adventure Game! Join us next time. Same bad Cheddar Podcast. Same bad Cheddar Fun! And a special thank you to Ben for joining us. Go check out Walt's Frozen Head online. Thank you guys for having me on. show we're gonna take a step away from disney world for a little bit to talk about disneyland our favorite park on the west coast and one of the reasons we're doing this is because we've had a few questions from listeners about that park and we thought we'd take a little bit of time to answer any frequently asked questions if you will about disneyland not that we are experts by any means but hopefully we can help out some people who may be taking a trip there in the future And this email is from Jennifer, and she said, Hi guys, I've heard you speak of Disneyland on a couple of episodes. I'm in a panic. I'm an avid Disney World planner and have made several trips there, but we have a chance to make a quick trip to Disneyland for a few days during early mid-June. I'm so sorry (laughs) we missed that trip. Uh, But I did respond to her via email, so hopefully she got the answer she needed. Uh, She says, I'm totally lost. How many days should we plan there? Can we expect crazy crowds? I know you guys, like us, are true fans of the world. Is a trip to Disneyland going to be worth trouble and expense? Well, not only did Jennifer take a trip, but frequent guest of the show and friend Terry has joined us. Hello. Hey, Terry. And we're so glad she's here because we're going to talk about Disneyland with her because she and a couple of friends are visiting Disneyland. Uh, remind me when? July uh, 6th through the 11th. Ooh, it's right around yes. the corner. <laughs> so she is obviously very excited about that trip. And we thought we'd just kind of open up this opportunity to let her ask any questions she might have. And because I assume if other people are going to Disneyland, they might have the same questions and we can address some of those. So before we let Terry talk, Jeremy, did you have any responses to Jennifer's questions about is it worth it? Um, how many days should we plan? Oh, it's always worth going to Disneyland. <laughs> I don't only know. only worth it if you work it. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Matt. <laughs> um, you're, I would say the minimum you need is two days. You can probably squeeze Disneyland into one day and squeeze California Adventure into one day. But, I mean, don't try and squeeze both into one day. That's not going to be fun. Uh, do If you only have one day to spare, do Disneyland. Come back for DCA another time. But, uh, yeah, absolutely worth it. Don't Don't skip on Disneyland. I think those you you uh, repeated some of my exact words in the email I sent back. I think it, it's like, of course it's worth it. I don't care if you only have one day. You need to go because there's something really special about Disneyland. Totally. Um, and this actually reminds me, um, L- Lisa, who sent in her trip report about a month ago, she had a lot of questions about Park Hopper. And she, I, I think she almost kind of agonized over whether or not she should get one. And I told her, and also Kristen from Nostalgia told her, yeah, we, you know, if you can, if you can afford it, go ahead and get one because it's just so easy. What, what would you say to that, Jeremy? I would say yes, but 
again, I mean, ideally you need probably four days at Disneyland. Do you know it ha- that way you have enough enough uh, time to to do and experience everything you want to experience, and then experience the things you like at least twice. Um, and having a park hopper for three to four days is 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 probably a good way to go. For instance, on our first trip. We rode Splash Mountain, we got a little wet, and we decided, well, let's just go over to um, DCA and ride... um, Grizzly River Run. Thank you. I could not think of the name of it for the life of me. I wanted to say Cali River Rapids, and I knew that was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just decided to do that, and then we hopped right back over to Disneyland. So you have that kind of freedom if you have a park hopper, but if you're only going to be there for a day or two, it's not really worth it as far as... You're going to spend most of your time agonizing. Should we go over to the other park or should we stay here? Because you're going to want to get as much in as possible. So Yeah, no, that that's a good answer. I, I told her I would do it just because I remember the night it got crazy in Disneyland with the fireworks and Fantasmic and all that stuff. And we, were, we said, well, then let's just go to Disney California Adventure. We had already seen the fireworks. We got out of that crazy crowd and it was totally fine. But she, Lisa actually came back and said she wished she hadn't gotten the park hopper. She said really? it was an expense that she really didn't need to splurge on. Hmm. And uh, she was totally fine without it. So I thought that was interesting because I, in my mind, it's like, oh, it's absolutely worth it. But she disagreed. Yeah. So, Well, when Lisa care. gets her own podcast, she can uh, express <laughs> that. <laughs> so now let's open up the floor to you, Terry, and, and see what... Um, I, I, you're getting so close, and I feel I like know. you're in those final planning stages, so we may have missed the boat on this one. But what what's going through your mind now as you plan this trip? Well, just to sort of go off of what you were talking about with the park, park hoppers and your conversation with Lisa, we decided against getting the park hoppers. We are actually going to be there for four days. So hmm. sort of figure we're going to do two days in each park, um, and hopefully it'll be all right. So we, yeah, I'm, I'm I sort of the so. same way. Like I've gone back and forth on whether or not we should or... It's a way to save money. There are people. People are just peoples is peoples, right? <laughs> people are just different. There are people that do regular vacations to Walt Disney World and have tried Park Hopper, and just they still come and get just a five day ticket and they're fine with that. It's Animal Kingdom Day. Right. I'm just not one of those people. I don't like being in one place for too long. I like having the choice and the option and and all that. But yeah, it's I'd say it's completely up to you. If you're the kind of person that cannot sit in one place. And do the same thing all day long. Not that that's Disneyland. I'm not saying that's the case. But that's how I tend to be in life. So when I'm at the parks, I like the option of going different places and, and yeah, things and like if that. Yeah, you, and if you're the type of person that you, you're not used to that, then I can understand how having the park hopper would be a source of anxiety in a sense. Because you'll be like, well, we haven't, we haven't left Epcot all day. And I feel like I need to go to another park because I paid to go to another park, you know, in that kind of sense. That's sort of my, that's sort of exactly where I've been is, especially because I've never been to Disneyland. This is the first time I've ever been to Disneyland. So not having been there before, am I going to worry more about, I've paid this money for a park hopper and I feel like I need to take advantage of it as opposed to just really enjoying both parks and getting everything out of both parks. Yeah, that's 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 been exactly our our issue going then, uh, back and forth. Yeah. Are you planning on doing two days in each park? Yeah. Is that the plan? Okay. Yeah. That's are you going to do two Disneyland to DCA, or are you going to do Disneyland DCA, Disneyland DCA? I think we're going to switch off Disneyland DCA, okay. Disneyland DCA. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. Very smart. Yeah. Well, the good thing about DCA is Thank like you. with the Frozen show, and then with Radiator Springs, which you have to ride more than once. I mean, I think you're definitely going to get two days worth out of DCA, even though maybe in the past you wouldn't have. But I think so. What do you think, Jimmy? 
Yeah, I think you can get two days out of DCA easily. Between Radiator Springs and, um, you know, California Screaming, which D- Terry is the kind that enjoys those kind of rides. Um, plus, you know, there's little things. Tower Tears there, uh, you know, Bugs Land. You know, there's little things that you kind of sometimes forget about, but they're still there and need to be experienced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And Soaring Around the World will be open by that time. Yeah. So. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Very nice. Um, okay, well, I think um, the first question I have is the pa- the Fast Pass system at Disneyland. Are they still on Legacy Fast Pass? For now, they're slowly introducing being able to use your cell phone, but they'll they'll only have that at a few attractions and say, "Hey, we're testing this right now. You can use okay. it." Um, yes, it is Legacy Fast Pass. So when you want a Fast Pass for a specific attraction. You have to actually go to that attraction. And go to the kiosk. And yes, use that. your okay. ticket. Yeah, that's Which, all the same. How, what attractions are go quickly there? Indiana Jones hmm. yes. always went quick. Matterhorn. Hmm. No, they don't even have fast passes there. I, you didn't let me finish. Matterhorn does not have fast passes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there are fewer attractions that even... Like, Haunted Mansion only has fast pass when they're doing the holiday stuff, so they shouldn't okay. be running fast passes. Like Radiator Springs and Radiator that. Springs for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if it's just a few attractions, like, I, I, I love... I miss the old fast pass system because you could just seriously... Work your way around the park. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have to get there but early to get the one for Indiana Jones or Radiator Springs. But, hey, if you get there early enough, you'll have it probably within one or two hours. Right. And you can go do some small things while the crowds are still low in the morning. And, like, we could literally work your way around the park and just do fast pass, go do something, fast pass, go do something, fast pass, go do something. Right. It's that's, wonderful. That's what I remember doing at Disney World because I've never used the new fast pass system at Disney World. Oh, it's, yeah. it's getting there. It's, so, it's on yeah. crutches still. <laughs> um, but you're going in October, right? So you will get to experience yes, it. Yes, that is the plan. So two parks and... Wow, it's a big year. I know. Yeah, so I would say, see, I always like to do, just go get the Fast Pass first. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. And then you have an hour to go ride something and then come back. But Indiana Jones, Radiator Springs Racers, and honestly, that Frozen show, mm-hmm. Aladdin, I don't think, used to have Fast Passes. But Frozen does, and they're going really quickly. So I would say. You see that anyway. Well, I mean, if you want to, I would say get a Fast Pass. And also all well, the night. California in the in July, so yeah. <laughs> we may want to yeah. go see the first. Yeah, an air-conditioned 60-minute <laughs> show is not the worst thing in the world um and also world of color does fast passes and theirs is on a totally separate system so you can do that first thing in the morning and then right after you get it go get one for radiator springs racers and it'll let you have both okay. and the world of color fast passes are by grizzly river rapids oh okay yeah. so yep. you just go straight there in the morning yep and then you you just hold on to it all day and then at night it'll have a color of what section you need to go to to stand in all right well while we're on world of color Shows, parades at Disneyland right now. Uh, what are the can't miss shows and parades? And what are the ones that are like, yeah, you'll be all right if you don't get to it? I mean, I th- I feel you have to see all the nighttime entertainment okay. because I mean, it's it's well, it's still the 60th too. Like they're definitely. still doing the 60th anniversary celebration. So. I mean, the World of Color show, the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes are amazing. Uh, the middle is kind of <laughs> cruddy, but um, you know the first the first one they talk about Walt and Mickey Mouse is good, and then the last gives me you know makes me happy and gives me goosebumps. Uh, so World of Color is worth seeing at, at least once. Well, especially uh, if you are not doing a park hopper, because I think it starts after closing. 
So if you're already oh, going to be okay. in that park, you might as well see totally. it. Cannot miss. You need to see it both nights that you're in Disneyland is Paint the Night. You have to see Paint the Night. It's so good. And, uh, you know, see it from different angles. Sit in the hub the one time and then sit down, you know, further on Main Street the next time. Uh, that way you kind of get different perspective. But Paint the Night is so good. Disneyland Forever fireworks you can just see once. Okay. Yeah, but again, it's kind of like World of Color. You might as well. If you're seeing the parade, it starts right after that. So okay. That's well true. Just... If you're going to do that, then see it on Main Street and then see it by Small World. Okay. Oh. It's different projections on Small World as it is on Main Street. Hmm. And then you have a better view of the Matterhorn as well from Small World for when they do the Nemo part. Yeah, Nemo oh, cool. flies from the castle and they turn Matterhorn basically into a volcano, like from the movie. Aww. And oh, when, yeah. Exactly. And when we saw it from Main Street, we were like, what's happening? <laughs> Why is everybody shouting? And then, but then we, we saw, saw it later. Really well from the hotel window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, there's Nemo. No, we found Nemo. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, World of Color, see once, Paint the Night, see both nights, and Disneyland Forever, see, well, see both nights. Well, I didn't I didn't love, really, Paint the Night was the only one I loved, but there are rumors lately that when the 60th celebrations end in September, that that will be it for, I don't know, I don't know if this is true. And I think the people who are spreading this rumor don't know if it is true. But if that is the end, then it would be really cool to say, you know, I saw all those 60th shows while they were there. And if I can make a suggestion as well, I know you already have plans, but if you can change them, I would say do DCA, Disneyland, DCA, Disneyland and end on Disneyland. Because I promise you, the last thing, one of the last things we did was see Paint the Night on our last night, the last trip. And whenever I hear the Paint the Night theme come on, on my shuffle, um, I get a little emotional about it because, because I it's just so remember. Bad. <laughs> yeah, no, because Derek and I and our friend Jill, who was with us that night, and it was just kind of the end of a perfect trip, and it just makes me happy. And I'm getting a little emotional now thinking about Lord, it. Lord, it's just Disneyland. <laughs> hey, besides that, Disneyland will probably stay open three hours longer than DCA. So if you end on DCA, you're like, dang it, I could be in Disneyland right now. But that's <laughs> it. Seven o'clock. What do y'all y'all want to get something to eat? <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Hey, eating, is that a good segue? Eating's a great segue. So we have reservations. Um, the only reservation we've made is at Blue Bayou um, for lunch one day. So That's a good call. I wish we could have done that. I'm excited about that. It just looks really cool. Like, just the yes. ambiance and everything. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Right um, there by Pirates. Ugh, yeah. yeah. So my other question, I think that's probably going to be the only, like, sit-down dining we do in the parks. Um, but as far as like quick service and stuff like that, what are some good recommendations? Do you like Mexican food? Yes. And I'm going with two Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you need to take them to El, El Ranchero. Is that how you, is that right? No. Uh, <laughs> Rancho del Zocalo. I was way off. Go there. It's so good. Here's the good thing. Quick, uh, quick service at Disneyland or in DCA is so much better than quick service in Walt Disney World. Oh, okay. You just get better quality food. You get more of it, I feel like. You get real plates and silverware. Yes. So. What? I know. It's fancy. Yeah, but um, El Ranchero del Zoloff or whatever that was is really Zola? good. Um, also, here's some Period things. Depression. <laughs> here's some things you can't miss. 
you have to get a mud pie from Flo's Cafe in Carsland. I remember you talking about this. If you like chocolate. Terry, I promise it will change your life. (laughs) And also, (laughs) and your waist size. (laughs) (laughs) You also need to get a mint julep from New Orleans Square in Disneyland. Um, They're non-alcoholic. They are, I just think they are so refreshing and so good. So it's just a little walk-up window right there in New Orleans Square. But they are really, really, really good. Not too sweet. It's almost like... It, it felt almost to me like a mint julep Gatorade. I know that sounds kind of gross. But it's mm. just... It's not syrupy sweet like what you would kind of expect it to be. It, it's just really a refreshing... Especially in July when it's hot. It's going to yeah. be very refreshing. So mint juleps in New Orleans Square. Okay, here are my tips. If you're going to be at Flo's, I would say just go ahead and eat there because I like the food. Probably of all the restaurants in DCA, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, what, it's it's good food. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it. I think most of any there. Better than the cozy cones. Oh, oh yeah, okay. don't go to the cones. Yeah, okay. not my favorite. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, what was I going to say? There's something in Disneyland that I liked. Anyway, um, but my number one tip, and I think you don't love coconut, right? Yeah, I'm not. Okay, then maybe don't get this except to bring me back one. We've already talked about this. But the Matterhorn Macaroon is the single best Disney snack in the world, or at least in the United States. And it's cheap, too. It's $1.99. Like, come on. Like, you cannot find that. I mean, granted, all it is is like eggs and flour whipped together, but. And white chocolate. (laughs) White chocolate. Um, Also, in DCA, even though don't go to the Cozy Cone, go by the Cones area, and if they have dill popcorn, dill pickle popcorn, try it because every time i go that's the kind of popcorn i want and they never have it and so i want you to i'm gonna live vicariously through you if they have it okay i remember what i was gonna say it's the corn dogs those are very famous in disneyland so i made sure to try one and i really did it really was the best corn dog i've had i don't think it was just your typical frozen i mean it might be but there's something about being on in disneyland and eating it that made it really good Barbara Walters was very impressed with them, too, when they went to Disneyland. <laughs> That's right. She had never seen one before. She'd never seen a corn dog. And she was like, have you all tried the corn dog? And everybody oh was like, my. yeah, we know what a corn dog is, honey. <laughs> hey, uh, I bet, I just realized, I bet Space Mountain is a good fast pass to get, because I think they're still doing Hyperspace Mountain. I, right? When I last checked, they were still doing it. That's crazy. Mountain. Yeah. That'll be fun, too. You'll have to tell us how, what you think about Hyperspace yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Okay. I'm jealous. The Jolly Holiday's good. We like the Jolly Holiday. That's where the Matterhorn macaroons are. Oh, okay. Good to know. I'm trying to think what other... Hungry Bear. Well, the fried green tomato sandwich is gone. But I've heard that their food is pretty good. And if you have to poop, those are good bathrooms to poop in. That was your next question. Yes, you read my mind. (laughs) Where's a good place to drop a deuce in Disneyland? (laughs) Good to know. I've heard good things about Bingle Barbecue. You just get like little... Almost like small plate skewers, mm-hmm. but we, we didn't stop there. That's an adventure land. Anyway, yeah, I'm having so much trouble uh, separating Disney World and Disneyland in my mind. But anyway. You can't really go wrong with the counter service at Disneyland. Yeah, okay. we so. didn't really have anything bad, did we? That's mm. good. Mm. But the Mexican place is in uh, um, Frontierland. Frontier so. Yeah. Okay. It was my favorite. We went there twice, I think. Um, okay, so we've sort of alluded we've alluded a few times to the fact that I'm going in July, which is going to be probably extremely warm, um, if I had to venture a guess. <laughs> so it's a dry heat. Yeah. Yes, and that's what I'm I'm hoping for. It's not like you know Nashville here where it just gets insanely humid and miserable. Um, 
But I know you guys have talked a few times about the perks when you're at Disney World of taking sort of an afternoon break and getting out of the the craziness that happens in the afternoon with kids and heat and crying and all that. Is that the same for Disneyland or do you think it's different? I would say since you have such a limited time that you should probably just take advantage and suck it up. Um, Do your indoor attractions um, during the afternoon, during those peak heat hours. For instance, if you're in Disneyland, I would save uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln for Mm -hmm. the afternoon. I'd save maybe Pirates for the afternoon, um, Haunted Mansion, those kind of indoor things. Although the queue for Haunted Mansion can bake you, so be careful on that one. Oh, good to Do you remember, Derek, we yeah. about had heat stroke there. It's all outside happened. until the stretching room, pretty much. Oh, wow. I'm sorry if you've already said this, but where are you staying? We are staying off property, but we're staying literally across from the pedestrian entrance. So they're staying like one hotel closer than we were. Jeremy. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Just take your break. Take if it, if it's if it's hot, if it's miserable and hot, you know, it's really wearing you down. Take your break. Well, that is true. Yeah, you don't want to overdo it. But I'm just don't saying, be if you a feel hero. Like, if you feel like, hey, it's hot, but we don't we don't want to quit. To me. If I back when I like went to Disney World for like a week and stayed at a resort and stuff, if I didn't get to go back like in the day and get to swim and enjoy my resort, that would that's like a quarter of the vacation to me is enjoying relaxing and swimming and Terry would appreciate this though. You need to see the Golden Horseshoe Review Show. Um, okay. That's a fun way, you know, to burn it, you know, a few minutes in the afternoon as well. Um, that's a classic Disneyland thing okay. uh, and you can even get a little snack in there and it's AC'd so I feel like there's plenty of opportunities where if you didn't want to go back but you wanted to cool off you would, you would have that opportunity but yeah as Matt said if you're if you're really you know melting in the heat then yeah don't be afraid to take those hours and, and a couple hours and take a nap and refresh yourself it's hard for me to say because I think I've heard that September which is when we go is hotter than July in, in California, at least. Really? And so, but like, I, I never needed to go back. But the reason I say it's harder for us to say is because I'm sure since we went on the off season, the hours were much better. Because I remember the park didn't open until 10 o'clock every day. So it was no thing for us to stay until 10 when it closed and then get there at 10 when it opened. You know, that's mm-hmm. still plenty of sleep at night. So it, I guess it just depends on when the park is open for you. Yeah, and that's the thing I do need to check is closing times on both parks because yeah. I don't want to necessarily like miss time if it's closing yeah you know you know what I'm saying it doesn't it's hard because in Disney World I think it's it's better to get there right when it opens but I, I can't even remember I feel like Disneyland I enjoyed being there at night more than I did when it first opened but I don't know well they say it was Walt's favorite time of the year first favorite time of the day <laughs> night you know <laughs> happens night, once night. a year favorite time of year <laughs> what's your favorite time of the year what's your favorite season night <laughs> Like Alaska. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Speaking of getting there in the morning versus, you know, enjoying nighttime more. If I do get there at rope drop first thing, Disney Disneyland. I know we talked about going and getting fast passes first, but is there? You know, you hear all these stories about go to the right first or go to the left first to miss the crowds. Is there a better way to kind of head out? Or I would say go straight because Fantasyland. Is through the castle. Yes. And it's a very small land, but they cram so many so many good attractions in there. And because of all the kids, it 
by like an hour after park opening until an hour before park closing, I would say. Those lines are just, they can be pretty brutal. That's good to know. So, so you're going you're gonna to want to jump into Peter Pan line okay. pretty yes. much immediately. Um, and then you're going to want to jump into, uh, don't miss attractions. You cannot miss Alice. Alice is my absolute favorite attraction in Disneyland, and you can judge me all you want for saying that, but it's so true. And, and Mr. Uh, Toad. Mr. Toad is his close second. So, And they're right by each other. So I literally could spend the whole day just going back and forth between those two. Because yeah. it's funny, they're all on the same side. And then the other side is Pinocchio and Snow White. And those lines never get longer mm. than like 20. So, yeah. <laughs> Or at least in September. July might be a different story. And then you have to cross the path and go over to Storybook Canal. Gotcha. Which opens later in the day, I think. Yeah, make sure it's open. And it closes early too, so be careful oh, okay. about that. But Storybook Canal is just so charming. Like, it just it just makes me happy just thinking about it right now. It's great. Yeah, I would say either Fast Pass, Indiana Jones on your left, or Space Mountain on your right, and then go straight to Fantasyland. That would gotcha. be my tip. Okay. Yeah, I feel good about that. Good tip. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Derek's like, yeah, that is good advice. Awesome. <laughs> I'm dusting <laughs> off my shoulders. <laughs> The only other question I really have is um, we're flying in fairly early in the day, but not early enough to want to use one of our days in the park. So we're planning on just spending some time in downtown Disney, um, which I know can kind of turn into like a, I don't know. I feel like it could kind of turn into a tourist trap in a way. Like, is there anything really from your times there visiting things like we absolutely have to do or stores we have to go to, restaurants we have to go to? You absolutely have to go to Trader Sam's. Yes, that oh, is on right. my list. Yes. I told her that. Yes. That's right, yeah. So go explore the Disneyland Hotel, mm-hmm. which is fun. Okay. And then Trader Sam's is right in the middle of it. And just go there. You could even go there for like an early uh, dinner, get some, you know, depending on how much you want to eat that night, get some appetizers and some drinks. But, and they usually have live music, and it's just beautiful. A beautiful awesome. setting. And and the Grand Californian as well is gorgeous. Even if you just step yeah. in the lobby and just kind of look around at the gift shop and stuff, it's, it's really pretty. Um, as far as downtown Disney... I mean, there's a World of Disney store. Yeah. So, you know, you can walk through there. And then it has, like, you know, your, your standard, like, sunglass hut and that right. kind of stuff. Now, have you looked at how much it would be... I'm just asking. I have, yeah. I'm trying to look right now, but I don't know how. Like the difference between a four day and a five day ticket. I don't think we did look. Because I feel like with our park hopper, I think we only paid fifteen dollars more to get that fifth day. And that very first night on our first trip, we went to Disney's California or Disney California Adventure for like two hours. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. And it I was do. totally That's... worth it. We yeah. did so much just in those two hours. Um, but, of course, if it's more than, like, 15 20 bucks, I understand why you just want to walk around the hotels. Because they are worth seeing. No, that's a good point, but, though. I need to check on that. Are you? Do you want to do a really expensive dinner? Because Napa Rose is so good. I really, honestly, have, like, <laughs> gone back and forth on that one. Because I feel like I would love it. I feel like one of my friends who's going would really love it. The other one, not so much. Mm. I spent... Way more money there than what I care to say that I spent, but it was so worth it because I dream about that still to this day. And I was worried I wasn't going to enjoy it. Not that I wasn't going to enjoy it, but I was worried it was like, 
it's too much food and I'm going to get sick halfway through it. And no, I tore it down. I enjoyed every bite. I enjoyed every sip. I enjoyed everything about it. And uh, it was wonderful. And when it came time for the bill, I happily paid Mm -hmm. a lot of money for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I just looked it up. It is only a $15 difference. Really? So that just made, like, if you, you save that money on the park hopper. Right. So it might be worth just checking. Because like I said, I think DCA closed. I don't know why I remember this. I think DCA closed at 10 that first night. And we got there at like 7.30. And it was the middle of the parade. So even though we were going to go to Disneyland first, we didn't want to catch the middle of the parade. So we just mm-hmm. went to DCA. And we did Radiator Springs Racers, which is so cool at night. And then I think we did a few other Cars Land things. And it just like enjoyed the atmosphere. That's awesome. And that was worth $15 for sure. Totally. And, and know this too. The first time that you go and visit the parks in California, it's going to feel weird mm. because you're like, this feels familiar, but it's not familiar. Um, just just enjoy that feeling. It's not a, it's not wrong <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> because the first our first trip, like that first trip, I just felt like, man, this is so different. But it seems so it seems so right, but so different at the same time. But then our second trip, I was like, this is home. Yeah. This is home. So. Okay. And then my third trip, when I came back to Disney World, I'm like, what is this Liberty Square place? I'm saying, this is so weird. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to love it, Terry. I'm so jealous. Me well, too. I'm really excited. And listening, I've gone back and re-listened to the podcast after both of your Disneyland trips. Just <laughs> to sort of, like, refresh. Like I do that, too. <laughs> awesome. I'm like, oh, I forgot we read that. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, so I appreciate your trip reports. We Wait, we we record this stuff? What? <laughs> You can listen to it. People listen to this? What? I know. Um, No, but tell us, send us a trip report. Let us know the highlights and the low lights and all that kind of stuff. The low lights. (laughs) I need need some low lights. (laughs) Um, No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And feel free to tweet us or Facebook us or text us or whatever. Um, uh, Any questions or anything while you're in the parks or anything that you're doing? Selfies every 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Totally. Will you be snapping this trip? Because I follow you on Snapchat. Yes, so. I will. All and right, I appreci- I just got a Snapchat for- from you earlier, but I'm <laughs> yes. scared to open it right now. So. It's just I wanted you to remember this moment of you being on the show. So Thanks. <laughs> You're cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for, for giving us again. some Disneyland fodder to talk about. And we'll definitely look forward to hearing about your trip. Great. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks to both of our guests for joining us on this week's show. And before we go, I do want to announce that if you're listening to this on the day it's released or the day after, then you still have time because on Thursday, June 16th, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, and Disney XD are broadcasting the opening of Shanghai Disney Resort in a special called Grand Opening Celebration of Shanghai Disney Resort. What an original title. Um, The 30-minute television special will air at 8 p.m. 7 Central and then again on Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family, on June 17th at 10, 9 Central. In addition to Bob Iger, Walt Disney Company chairman and CEO, there will be 3,000 invited guests and celebrities. Um, So if you're interested in seeing the opening of Shanghai, which is, you know, a very big deal when another Disney park opens, you can tune into those channels and watch it. Uh, But I think that's it for this week's show. So if you want to follow us online, you can always do so on Twitter and Instagram at Mad Chatters. 
or Facebook. You can always send your emails, as Jennifer did, to comments at madchatters.net. We'll see you back here next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Adios. Okay, so one rainbow twirl lollipop. These are the circle lollipops that are like rainbow colored. They're about the size of a softball. So not the giant ones, but like, you know, from like your nose to your mouth, like that size. <laughs> <laughs> like if you put your thumbs and index fingers together to make a circle, that's about We how... get it. We okay. get it. We okay. Get word. <laughs> so it's basically like the diameter is if you <laughs> yes you got it but they have the the snack counters and you're gonna get a caramel peanut apple which is just an apple covered in caramel and then little peanut bits all around it with or without the epinephrine Guess that joke wasn't so fresh. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what epinephrine is. I feel stupid. Epinephrine? Like yeah. epi, epipen. Oh, Allergies. I'm with you. I'm with you. Peanuts. Gotcha. Okay. Without. I would, I would have gotten epipen. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Thank you. I got it, Matt. I, I'm a medical. Oh, ambulatory so. over there. So this includes hairstyling, shimmering makeup, face gems, a princess sash and cinch bag nail polish and you don't get the gown crown and wand but you do get a t-shirt and a tutu and a street corner yes